some of you are going, what was that? We're not exactly sure. Last night, uh, well, well, I guess it wasn't last night. It was Friday night. We had the dream team uh, celebration and celebrating all the workers. And, and there was, you know, they did this dance thing for the kids. And there was a couple of dads there that could actually dance. I mean, it was really cool. You know, last night, if you were here, you would have saw Sean. I got, I got that groove. Uh, Sean riding, you know, he, he could do it. He, Sean's raised a whole bunch of girls. Uh, you know, at our house, we had boys. So that just didn't happen. Okay, what you just saw here, that did not happen. Uh, oh, uh, don't, don't, don't sit there and act like, oh, I could do it, I could do it, because you'll be on next. <laughs> okay, uh, but uh, I, I was worried for these guys when they said crisscross. I thought, I thought he was going to actually throw something out and trip the other guy. And, uh, but, hey, uh, we're, we're just celebrating. Why? Because we're happy. Hey, man, look at somebody. Tell them we're happy. You know why we're happy today? Because yesterday we decided we'd be happy tomorrow. Some of y'all need to make a decision today that tomorrow you're just going to live happy. You're going to get happy up in your house. Come on. You, time to get grumpy pants out the back door. Okay? You, you, you need to get that guy gone, and you need to let happy dwell at your house. But you have to decide today. Now, the carnal man, he bases happiness, is, that's based on happenings, that whatever is happening determines whether or not he's happy. So he don't know if he's going to be happy tomorrow or not because something nasty might happen tomorrow, something he doesn't like might happen tomorrow. That's not how the new man, that's the old man. But if any man be in Christ, that old guy, he's gone. The new guy's coming, and the new guy's living not a different level of life, a different lifestyle right? Jesus said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance to the full till it overflows. He's talking about a crazy good life, but you have to make the choice. I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to decide today that tomorrow is going to be an amazing day. And then when stuff happens tomorrow that I don't like, it doesn't matter. Why? Because it doesn't dictate whether I'm happy or not. Hello? What's, what's going to determine whether I'm happy or not? I am. Yeah, but what if somebody's mean to me? Be happy at him. <laughs> you, you really want to mess the enemy up? Be happy at him. Amen? Just, just, just hey, that's why Paul wrote in, in Romans 12, most of us know this stuff, but he said, he said, I beseech you, therefore, brother, I beseech, that's a good word, isn't it? I'm, I beseech, it means I'm begging you. I'm begging you brethren. He's not talking to, you know, to people who attend church. He's talking to some family members. Oh, let's get this for just a minute. Y'all just staring at me. Don't look at me like that. I don't know what's going on here. I just attend this church. No, you're a family member. Man, we got to get this transition, man. We, we, you know, that old stuff that's done, man. We got this new thing. We're a family. And, and he said, I'm begging you guys as part of the family that, that you would present your body a living sacrifice. I, I beg you, in light of the mercies of God, use God's mercy and present yourself a living sacrifice. So if you're going to do this thing God's way, there are going to be some sacrifices that are required of you. But the, what the world would say, that's, that's a sacrifice. We ought to do it like the guys in the book did it. Remember the guy who was taking his son to the mountain to, to sacrifice him, and he said, the lad and I go yonder to Worship. So what the world would call a sacrifice, we learn to call worship. This is how we're worshiping God. Hello, somebody. 
I said, this is how we're going to worship God. We're going we're to take the, the hard times and we're going to make them good, right? Why? Because that's, that's our offering. Matter of fact, the uh, Message Bible says, uh, this is what I'm telling you to do. Uh, I want you to take your everyday life, your ordinary life, the, your eating, sleeping, going to work life, and bring that as an offering to God. Hey, think of it this way, that, that the next time something happens that, that threatens your happiness, be happy anyways, and, and, and just tell the devil, that's what I put in God's bucket. God's collecting an offering, and this is what I'm putting in the bucket. This is my offering to God. I'm going to be happy anyways. Take that. Hello, somebody. Just, just take it and deal with it, devil, because, because I'm going to live. Ha- I choose today to be happy Tomorrow, I'm going to live my life a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is the very least I can do. And he, and he went on. He said, don't be, don't be conformed to this world. Don't live this world's way. Come on, knock it off. Get out of there and be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove that God's will for your life is good, that it's acceptable, that it's perfect. You ain't going to miss out on anything. God's will for your life is good. You got to get this. You got to buy in. God's will for my life is good. Amen? And, and, and to get it, i got to be transformed by changing the way I think. I can't think like the world. i got to think like God. God said, my thoughts aren't like your thoughts. Not a put down. It's an invitation up. Come on, let's go to a different style of thought. That we're going to think God thoughts. We're going we're to do it God's way. And, 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 and what's he really getting at? Because he, he's not just going to change the way you think because He's, he's going to use that as the first step of a journey, which is going to take you to the next step, which is going to change the way you feel. Why? Because he's, he's building something that's going to make a difference. We're on our way to change the world. I said we're on our way to change the world. Man, don't, 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 get, don't get fooled and don't get lazy and don't, get, don't, 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 don't set your mind off and, and don't think, well, I'm just attending a service. No, you're becoming part of a family that's going to change the world. But we got to change how we think, which will change how we feel, which will change the choices we make, right, which is going to change the actions, which is going to change everything. At the end, it's going to change the end result. Why? Because that's how God's life works, and he's going to change the way we feel. Right? God's about ready to mess you up for good. Okay? And look at your neighbor and say, dude, you need it. <laughs> All right. Last week, last week, we jumped into Romans 12, 9. We'll put that one up on the screen, right? Romans 12, 9. And so he's talking about this transformation that's going to make you different. And he said, here's what you need to do. You need to let your love, let your love. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let your love. Listen, if you're born of God, God is love, and that seed is in you. You know, I was going to jump over this verse this week and just keep going. God just kept, you know, the Spirit said, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Hit this one, hit this one, hit this one, because we got to get this. That's in you. You know what's in you? The ability, the capacity, the seed to love other people is in you. Why? Because you came out of God. And God is love, and it's part of who he is, and he dropped that seed in you. And if, you would, if you'd nurture that seed, again, if you get it out of the barn and into the soil, it'll produce some fruit. And God said, listen, I want, your love. I want you to get real. I want you to get this thing that, that is, is not a, 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 a Hippocratic type of love. It's not hypocrisy, but it's a real. Get, get the real thing. Look at somebody and tell them, get real. get real. 
You know, you got to get a grip on this. You got to get a real grip, right? Get a real grip. Why? Because God's empowering you and he wants the love of God to flow through you. And he said, you know, get Get real and hate what's evil. And, and a lot of church people, we read that and we're, we're thinking, yeah, I hate sin out there in the world. I hate the darkness out there in the world. I hate, I hate what's going on in the world. He ain't talking about that. He's talking about in here. Man, that evil that, that you're supposed to deal with, don't worry about what's going on. Well, have you seen what they're doing in the public schools? It ain't going to make any difference until we change what's in here. You got to hate that evil that's in you. That When you look over there and, oh, my God, they're here. You're kidding me. Let's move to the other section. Come on, I've been in church my whole life. I know how we all think. Well, don't worry. They won't last long. They've been in 19 other places. They never last. And then we never make eye contact. But then we're sicky sweet, you know, sicky sweet. Get real. Man, let your love be real. Enough of this cotton candy crap. Can I say that on Sunday morning? Good, because I did. Cotton Cotton candy. You know what all it is? It's a ton of sugar and a bunch of hot air. And that's, that's, what most, that's what most people have as their Christian experience is a ton of sugar and a bunch of hot air. You get enough of it, you'll be sick. Ain't helping nobody, ain't healing nobody, ain't strengthening nobody, and everybody's going, they're a bunch of hypocrites, and they're right. And he said, don't let your love be like that. You got to find that evil that's in you. And hate it. And I know what you're thinking. Well, there's no evil in me. I mean, it's not wickedness. Because, uh, you know, you read the Amplified. He said, turn in horror from the wickedness. There are times when you look in the mirror, you ought to go, good God, what was that? And it was you. <laughs> that ought to scare the bejeebers out of you. That's in here. Yeah. And bring it to the surface so you can deal with it. Don't let that hang around. And, and you're thinking, well, I, I'm wicked. I'm not wicked. The grace of God has been released to my life because I'm not wicked. Well, it's funny what you call weak because you say, well, I can't, I'm, I'm not strong. I'm weak in that area. What you call weak, God calls wicked. Why? Because he's real. And you know what? That stuff's in us. How'd it get there? Dude, who cares? Let's get it out. You know, I don't know about your childhood, your background. I was born and raised in church for crying out loud. I mean, I was in this, in, I was like, it was like in this uh, greenhouse where we should have grown and become strong and produce fruit. And in, in the church, literally 24-7, and there's wickedness up in here. All he's saying is, when you find it, hate it. Don't excuse it. Don't justify it. Man, loathe it. Be, be freaked out over it. Get it out of your life, and, and, and there's good in you, too. And hang on to that good, but push that evil out. And, and, and when you start feeling it, you know, towards somebody else, just it's, it's, remember Kmart and the flashing blue light specials? And the ladies and gentlemen, we have a flashing blue light special in the lingerie department, and here go all the men. You know, everybody's up. Get that, save that dime. The flashing blue light in your life. When, when, when wickedness is there, see it, go get it, and get it out. 
And he said, you know, get a hold of the good stuff and celebrate that, man. Get a grip on it. Get a real grip on it and hold on to it. And that's all about you, right? So he said, let your love be sincere and deal with that wickedness and hang on to that good. Why? Because he's going to use you to impact others. Look at verse 10. Love one another. Don't you think it's weird how quiet it gets right there? Well, brother, I love you, but I don't have to like you. You hear that all the time in church. I don't have to like him, but I have to love him. That's stupid. How are you going to love me if you don't like me? You're going to have to like me too. <laughs> We're talking about some real growth. We're supposed to love each other like a family. We gotta, you know what? We gotta be, we gotta experience some transformation. Why? Because of what God's doing, where He said it, the opportunity, the doors are gonna be open, the prophecies have come, the waves of people are coming. Guess what? They're not all the ones you like. And he said, you know what? You you got to, you, you know, isn't it funny that uh, when God says, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old, for behold, I'm going to do a new thing, shall ye not know? God wants to do a new thing. We keep lugging the old thing up here into the new thing and then complain about the new thing. Why? Because it's exactly like the old thing. How did that happen? Well, because we keep, we keep acting, you know, the world's definition of church, and God's trying to build a family of people that love each other. Let's, let's, be, let's be real. We ain't all lovable. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not talking about getting some warm, fuzzy thing going on. That's not, that's not us. That's not me. That's not you. Uh, you, know, uh, you, know, you know, I feel called of God. I, I believe it's our mandate to reach men that will be men of God. Yeah. But i got to tell you something. The, the, the God kind of love that he's looking for, where, where we're a family. We're a family. We're not a gang. You know, you didn't just join a, as a new member of the Sopranos, and if somebody irritates you, boom, we'll just cap them. No, we're supposed to love one another with a, with, with a brotherly love, giving, pre, giving precedence and showing honor. Giving pre, well, you got to be real careful. You start loving this way, people will take advantage of you. You can't take advantage of somebody who's given you the advantage. He's, he's saying, man, I want to transform the way you think. I want you to give the advantage to people. And I want you to, to show honor. You know, Holman's Bible says that you would outdo each other in honoring one another. That you would outdo it. You know, that maybe the mantra for our life for a while, you know, just, just a little acronym to help us get it going is BAM. What's that, what's that? Emerald? BAM. And it changes everything. Just a little bit of spice. Come on. Put some spice on that popcorn. Ooh, baby. Prophesying. Okay. But, uh, Bam, and, and, and it could be your acronym for by a mile. You're going to, you know, think what would happen if in your house, if you started showing honor to each other and outdoing one another, and when somebody shows you honor and it blesses you, and you go, dude, that was good, but I'm going to get you back. I'm going to outdo you by a mile. I'm, I'm going to show you honor. I'm going to show you honor. And, and I know what you're thinking. Well, I honor people. Well, listen to me. Honor isn't honor until the one you intended to honor feels honored. Check that out. 
Here, you, you don't like them, but you are nice to them. We just honored them. Did they feel it? If they don't recognize honor, then you haven't honored them yet. You know, let's just do this, and it's okay. Uh, you know, it's not a trick question, but how many of you want to live to honor God? Just hold your hand up. And let it, just keep it up there for a minute. Look around the room. You're not alone. You're not on your own. You're not in some weird place. Everybody's wanting to honor God. Well, how about this, that we're not even honoring God until the God that we intended to honor feels honored. Well, what does that mean? That, that means that we have, to under, we have to learn and understand what God says honors him, and that's what we do. We don't do what we want. We do what he wants, and that honors God. You know, think about it. As a family, as a family, I was thinking about this in between services because I'm just, man, this honor thing is just like God's wanting us to honor one another, and it's hard for us because some people, man, they just get under your skin. Huh? You're looking at one of them. I know. Okay, I got you. Uh, but some people can just, it's just, it's hard. But God wants us to honor one another. And, and, and I was thinking about just different ways. You know, how are we going to express, how are we going to communicate what, what God's asking of us? And, 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 you know, right after church today, you know, a lot of us will go out and we'll find a place to eat. And, 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 and we'll, we'll, look at, we'll, we'll look at the sign on the door and they'll say, these cards honored here. What does that mean? That they accept them. Maybe the way that we're going to honor each other is that we just begin to accept one another as a member of the family. Just knowing that the love that God's poured into my life, I think sometimes we forget that he's also, he's also pouring that into theirs. And the forgiveness and the, and the grace that he's bestowed upon me, he also wants to bestow upon them and, and, and that I can, I can honor them by, just by just through acceptance and giving the advantage away. You know, maybe not being so consumed with, oh, my God, I got to get my seat, and making sure that, 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 that my brother has his seat. You know, make, making room for people, make, making, making, uh, you, you know, making sure that, that others feel accepted. What would happen? What would happen? in our homes, if we just learned to honor each other. Just going to honor you. Just going to accept you today. Just not looking for honor. Because I think a lot, I think what happens is a lot of times we, we well, I'll tell you what, I'll honor him when he starts honoring me. When he you know, treats me right, then I, no, that's not God's way. That's the world's way. I said, you know what, this, I, let your love, don't you worry about their love. You, you worry about your love, and you make sure your love's real. How am I going to do it? You, you're going to recognize that evil stuff and drive it out. You're going to hang on to the good, and you're going to start treating people like family, and you're going to receive them and accept them and celebrate them. Honoring one another. Look at verse 11. Never lagging in zeal. What's he talking about? The way we honor, the way we love each other. Don't go lazy on him. Hello, somebody. Come on, don't, don't get lazy here. Don't, no, no, we're not talking about sloppy agape. We're talking about activated love. That, that, man, that we're, we're leaning into it. We're putting our back into it. We, we are on purpose 
about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find somebody. You, you know what, what I'm wanting to do in my own life? I'll just, I'll just share this with you. Something I'm going to do in my own life is, is I'm going to sit down at the beginning. You know, before the day's over, I'm going to sit down and, and here at the beginning of the week and, and I'm going to take my calendar out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put somebody's name on every day and I'm going to make it my mission to honor that person that day. I would say something like this. People I don't like. But then I'd come honor you and you go, whoa. That was just a joke. I, I didn't really mean it. <laughs> he, said, he said, don't get lazy. But in an earnest endeavor, in an earnest endeavor, being aglow and burning with the Spirit, can I tell you something? Without the Spirit, you're going to suck at this. You got to have the life of God flowing in us, right? Come on. We, 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 we got we to get, get filled with the Spirit. We, 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 we got to be led by the Spirit. We got to choke out the flesh. Because you won't accomplish this without, without God operating in you. Because, you know, that natural man, he's just concerned about him. But he said, you know what? Just be glowing, burning with the Spirit, knowing that this is the way we serve God. This is, this is what's going to honor God. Can I tell you what's going to honor God? When you honor his people. Yeah, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. You want to fire me up? Start messing with one of my kids. I tell you what, you think I'm bad? Mama bear. You see mama bear when you start messing with the kids. You want to, you, you want to, you want to bring me right on, on over the edge? Treat my bride with disrespect. I'd double dog dare you on this your last Sunday with us here on earth. <laughs> this, will be, this will be your last day. Last one. You feeling me? Well, I'm right. I don't care. Mess with his bride. And then ask him, how stupid are we? Kicking his bride and asking him to bless us. Some of us, it's, it's the third service for me. It's the second Sunday service. You guys are the tough ones. Some of you guys are crazy because you kick your own bride and want your relationship to be honored and blessed by God. You're stupid. Honor, the Bible says that he, he, he who receives a wife receives a good thing from God. Honor. Honor his bride. And that's how you honor him. We all raised our hand and said, I want to live to honor God. Then you're going to have to love people that you don't want to love. It's easy to love me. Come on, to know me is to love me. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? But some of you guys, it's tough. You think about it. We can't get the love of God. Think about church life. You know, man, I'm born and raised in church. There's not a lot of love flowing in a lot of the churches I've been through. Dude, if we can't get it right in here, how are we going to change the 
world when we can't even change the whoop. We, we got to love. We got we to gotta love one another. We got we to gotta honor the bride. And don't cave in and give up and quit. Because, but, but don't lag zeal. No, fight for the relationship. Not fight with it. Fight for it. Man, get, get, get the battle gear ready because we understand that evil's going to try to separate us, man. That, that feeling's going to come up on the inside and it's going to say, look, there they are. There they are. There's the guy that ripped me off. And you're going you're gonna to hate that because that's, that's, e- evil's not demon-possessed. It's sick, unhealthy, or diseased. And to constantly remember what others have done wrong. I'm telling you, can I, can I just promise you this? That it's not going to be easy. We don't have like some magic wand and some Jesus juice to put on you and, and, and Holy Ghost sprinkles that are going to come out. And, and then all of a sudden, everybody's nice and friendly and lovable. No, we're people. Look, look at verse 12. Rejoice in hope. Be steadfast and patient. God. Dude, I don't like going to Jack in the Box. I don't want them to wait to cook it till I order it. I want it ready now. Patient. Amen. Uh, be patient. Patience is not the ability to wait a long time. Patience is the ability to remain unchanged regardless of time. It's not the length of time. It's the level of change. No. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change. Mm-mm. I've made a decision. Today, tomorrow, I'm going to be happy. So I'm going to be patient. That means I'm, I'm not going to change because of suffering or tribulation. You know what? Here's the deal. Here's what I want you to see today is that God's wanting us to get real in the way we love each other. Right? And, and, and he's telling us, you know, you're going to have to deal with that evil stuff, and you're going to have to embrace that good, and, and, and you're going to have to go at this love thing, and you're going to have to, you know, get, get your battle gear on and go because God's going to be real with us about it because it's going to create suffering and tribulation. It's called family life. First world Christians are sissies. We, we get in an environment like this, and, and if it's too hot or too cold or too loud or too soft or too long or too short or too what, something we don't like, well, I guess God's leading me somewhere. See, that's a problem because we're trying to build a family, and, and, and a lot of people, they act like they're, they're taking a college course. And so they leave, and, and we act all tough like it doesn't bother us, but the reality is is that, man, when, when somebody leaves the church, it's like we're, we've lost a family member, and to them, they've just changed courses. And the reality is, is that, guys, uh, we're, we're wanting to attend services, and God's wanting to develop relationships. Can't, we, we can't be sissies and accomplish in the season that God's leading us into what God's called us to accomplish. we got to recognize, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going to change the world. We're going to honor people, accept them, that normally... We'd reject and feel like we had a good reason to. And we're going to practice 
what we're getting ready to perform, you know, on the worship team and, and uh, uh, you know, traveling, being a musician and, be, you know, doing all that stuff. Uh, one of the things that was beating me as a kid and, 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 and I t- talk to the musicians about all the time is that the way you practice will be the way you perform. So don't goof off during rehearsal because you'll end up, guess what? We're going to practice what God's asking us to perform by loving each other. It becomes part of our nature. And we end up loving people, and it shocks them because they're coming in from a world that's beat them up, chewed them up, spit them out, and they're looking. You know what? People without hope are hoping that the people with hope actually know hope. So we're going to be patient regardless of the suffering, regardless of the tribulation. We're not changing. We're lovers of people. We give honor to each other, and that's how we honor God. And we look at situations, and we rejoice in hope. Because why? Because what the world says, that's dead. No, there's hope for that relationship. There's hope for your house. There's hope for your family. There's hope for your mama and daddy. There's hope for your kids. There, there's hope for your neighbors. There's hope for your coworkers. There's hope for the people that God's bringing into your life. There's hope for suffering humanity, and you're it. Oh, come on, give God a big hand. We are the hope of the world today. I want you to close your book and bow your head because right, right now there's people in this room, and can I just tell you that, that you know what? You don't know the family life. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't flow.